good morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies and merchandise. My name is Kate. My name's Kate. Hi guys, how's it going? I'm good Kate, how are you? I'm doing good Sinead, do you know what today is? Today's not Tuesday. But let's pretend it is and you know what that means. <laughs> it's special guest Tuesday, yay! <laughs> and this week we have the man with a thousand podcasts. From the Disaster Dark Network, we have the lovely Nick. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've never thought of myself as being a man of a thousand podcasts, and yet that's probably the most apt nickname anyone's ever given me. I mean, you've got a fair few under your belt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people would say far too many, um, and they'd be right. I mean, whatever, whatever makes you happy. So how are you, Nick? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I, I'm very glad to finally be, in, be asked on. I mean, it's been like over a year now and you finally decided to ask me. Um, although to be, to, to be fair though, like when, when you did ask me, I was obviously very, very pleased. I said, I don't, I don't actually get asked to, uh, to guest on many podcasts and maybe that's because people are sick of my voice. But um, no, since, since you started, I've been uh, big fans of the show um i listen as often as i possibly can I'll, I'll completely hold my hands up and say i don't listen to every episode but that's because especially now in the current circumstances i don't get to travel as much and therefore don't get to listen to podcasts as much um but you are the only disney podcast that i do listen to and that includes my own Ooh, i'll take that hey, i'll take I'll that take by... hi yeah i'll take that quite the endorsement <laughs> So how is everything going over in the UK? I know we briefly chatted about it before we pressed record, but just to let the lovely people know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, I think the whole world is just in a in a weird state of flux at the moment, isn't it? You know, we're looking at, um, you know, obviously we're, we're looking at where Disney is. So we're looking at uh, Paris, we're looking at uh, Orlando, California. Um, and, you know, here as well, weird situations, you know, just when you think things are looking uh, you know, rates kind of increase and, you know, people start to get a bit panicky again. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's very strange times, but um, you know, it's, it's the new normal. Right. And I think we're slowly kind of getting used to what the new normal is. Um, but uh, at the same time, yeah, let's, let's kind of crack on with a vaccine. Let's try and resume more normality. You know, it's, it's normality's good. New normal's okay, but normality's good. Yeah. Absolutely. And how have you been, KB? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been fine. Work's been grand. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of arguments about people standing behind plexi screens and people standing too close to me. And... I find I have a lot of arguments that probably don't need to be had. <laughs> Just, just from your comment there, like, do you have a problem with people behind plexiglass? Like, does it upset you? You know, because maybe the silhouette or something, or it upsets me when they don't stand behind it. Ah, okay, okay, now (laughs) that's the problem. Hmm. Okay. So it upsets me when we've got a very huge piece of plexiglass in front of our tills and a big sign that says, "Please stand behind the plexiglass while being checked out," and then they purposely move. 30 centimeters to the right and 
put their elbows and their hands on the counter and are like, hi, yeah, I want to return these 50,000 things. And I'm like, hi, cool. Could you um, stand behind the plexiglass, please, while you talk to me with your not mask on and your three children who are touching everything and licking their hands? And could you just, <laughs> please? And they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't realise. And I'm like, didn't realise? <laughs> I'm not very aware, but global pandemic. Are you blind? And then I have the complete opposite. And sometimes people try and hand me stuff through the plexiglass like they hit the hanger against it and they're like oh whoops <laughs> like, no problems <laughs> you keep that plexiglass real clean kate <laughs> i think i think the one thing that i've learned through this whole process and i said you know i hate the term the new normal but it's what we're using is is how much i hate people Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't hate everyone. I clearly don't hate everybody. But I knew this before the pandemic. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think I did. But I think it's just, it's, it's amplified the situation. And, you know, I just look at people now and I think, why are you standing there? Why are you doing that? And why are you coughing into your hands and trying to touch stuff? Um, yes. You know, or even, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, uh, uh, that's an over exaggeration. Thankfully, I haven't seen that happen. But I have seen people kind of go, oh, and I'll fight in here. And, and then start, you know, like wipe the brow and then start touching something. Like, oh, for God's just, I, I mean, at least I know not what to touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the one thing now. I become observant. I, I see what other people are doing and then just don't do that. So, you excellent. Know. Good choice. Yeah. Well, that's all we can ask for. Over here, they've decided to delay. So at the minute, pubs that serve substantial meals can open. So if you can go and like have a dinner or something over the value of nine euro food-wise from a pub, those pubs are allowed open. But strictly like just drinking pubs are now not allowed open until the 10th of August. And I mean, that that's a big... Well, I suppose that's something we share, isn't it? Really, culturally, we both like to have a drink. Um, so that must have kind of upset a lot of people that announcement well I mean it only happened a few hours ago I've tried not to look too much but they're also now trying to mandate making masks mandatory so I can imagine that's probably pissing off more Karens than the pubs I can only assume yeah because I mean I've tried it and um, you know trying to drink wearing a mask is just not ideal uh it just it's not a good idea and uh, it gets all wet it's horrible um you know they're not really thinking this through properly um yeah and the thing is we've seen on social media um already from like the uk uh say the uk england um how that announcement's gone down with the masks um and you see how people are processing in in, in america about it as well yeah. People seem to have a real uh, big, big issue with it. Um, you know, if they said we've got to live our life in masks completely, I'd understand it. But they're talking about you putting a mask on when you walk into a shop. I mean, it's is it really that big a deal? Really? No. Okay, well, yeah. thank you, Kate, for saying to be honest. You're completely right. Kate wears it all day for work, and thing. she's fine. I wear it for eight hours a day. Just do it. Like, it's not that hard. Well, Sinead, I think you shared... Uh, and I appreciate this is going well off the podcast topic, but then again, Don't you did ask it. me on. You think we um, stick to a topic? <laughs> well, you, you'll understand what I mean in a second. Um, you, I, I believe you liked a tweet or retweeted a tweet that I had shared earlier about um, the wrestler Kane yeah. uh, wearing a mask for 40-odd minutes in the Royal Rumble throwing out 11 people, um, with the yeah. joke kind of being, well, if he can do that, you can wear a mask in Audi. 
Um, and, and, and that's it. I mean, what, what surprises me is when people turn around and say, oh yeah, I, I tried wearing a mask and after like five minutes I couldn't breathe. And I, I'm like thinking, what the hell are you putting on your face? I did that, have, have you put on a metal mask or something? Because, you know, if you're putting a scarf around your, your mouth... Well, yeah, I just one of those like really cheap fifty p Halloween like vampire masks <laughs> made with a bit of string. Um, I just I just can't figure out why. Um, you know, I don't get it. You know, if you if you've got problems with with respiratory issues already, yes, of course that makes complete sense. Yeah. That adding mm-hmm. something to it might um, you know make that worse uh, and, and whatever, but. Uh, just sticking a little bit of fabric around your, your mush, and most people aren't even wearing them properly anyway, um, that's really not going to make too much difference to your life. It's, it's madness. Yeah. People are being silly. I do have to say, just last topic on that, I had a woman in the shop a few days ago, and she had a disposable one on, and you know the way you put them on, and then you pull from the top and the bottom to like spread it over your face? She hadn't done that, and she just had it like as it was flat and she was like it's so difficult to breathe and i'm like it's because you've got it shoved up your nose you idiot i was like oh if you just <laughs> i didn't say that bit out loud i was like oh if you just like pull it up and down and then oh it has a wire in it yeah so if you just press it into your nose and she was like wow this is so much easier and i was like you're How welcome many of those masks had she worn like that not knowing that she was wearing them incorrectly was, she, was, was like, it was it you know was it a sanitary product had she got confused? Because, you know, look, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be open. You know, I've seen these things, right? I've been around, you know, for a while now. Um, you know, if you, you know, certain, you know, certain masks do look, before you unfold them, a bit like sanitary products. So, you know, maybe she got her always confused with uh, a disposable mask. And I mean, you know, God knows what's happening there. You know, <laughs> let's just be glad that we don't know what happens next. That's all I'm saying. And on that note, shall we get on to a bit of news? Yeah, news! Okay, so, fair bit of news, but also not a lot of news. I feel like it's a lot, it's a lot of snippety news. Um, but obviously, DLPO reopened today, as of the 15th of July, for everyone, the whole shebang. And first things first is that the Disneyland Paris Railroad reopened, ladies and gentlemen. It... I'm so excited. I, who who would have thought it? It's up and running. I, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I've kind of got to the stage now with the Disneyland Railroad, where, in my opinion, unless I've seen it, it's not happened. <laughs> I don't care that people are posting Facebook lives or taking photos or sharing videos that they're taking on social media. You know, that's that's all good. But we live in the time of fake news, right? Um, how do we know that's not old footage? How do we know it's not been doctored? Um, you know, it could be some really good, impressive uh, post-production special effects. All I'm saying is, until I get to go on it, I'm not having it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, never mind then. Um... <laughs> uh, ah, this is why I don't get asked to go on podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how, how long? How long has it actually been closed for? Oh, like five years. It was nearly... Because me and Brefney went on it in... When we went in October 2018, it was open, but it closed almost directly after that. So it's been closed for nearly two years. Yeah, because I'm trying to think the last time I went on it, I think, uh, because the last time I went on it was with my daughter. And 
um, I think it must have been her first trip. So probably about 2013, 14, around that kind of time was the last time I'd been on it myself. Um, but I'd been a few times when it had been closed, but only like temporarily closed. And then obviously we, yeah. we've had this massive refurbishment, which was it supposed to be like for six months or something initially? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and time then... runs differently in DLP. <laughs> or, or doesn't it, it's run. like Halloween Town. Like a week could be six months. It could be a year. It could be a century. No one really knows. <laughs> <laughs> Asking a random Disneyland Paris employee when it will be finished. Me. <laughs> Asking a random DLP employee most things. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that is, that yeah, is very ambiguous much. answers at the best of times. Yeah, and a lot true. of, oh, I don't speak English. Let me find you someone who does. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Is the, is the vegetarian chili actually vegetarian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything for people who can't have gluten? No. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Have, have these nice microwave meals that uh, that we have, and we'll charge oh, you full price for. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'll I'll, I'll retract. Let, let's let's go back. Let's go back. Um. So I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've not actually really paid attention to anyone's videos or anything like that just purely out of rage and jealousy um has anyone said that there's been any major differences with it being open or is it kind of just i know i know what day was at the dlp reporter there it was saturday or sunday they were there first and they went on the railroad and they just said that everything looked a lot cleaner like that bit where you go through before you get to Frontierland where it's all the animals and that kind of thing they said that looked like it had had a little bit of a facelift but other than that I don't think they really said anything had changed other than I think the train got a lick of paint yeah but wasn't wasn't the whole like delay to do with the fact that they couldn't be arsed putting the track back down yeah because they built that theatre for the Lion King show so like I wouldn't be surprised if they really didn't do that much but we're just like Ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Well, I I suppose the thing is, and and I've never really looked into the capacity, and I mean, that does already sound like something Kate should know the answer to. because The capacity of the train? Well, well, so I was was saying this in reference, obviously, to that horrible question you did the other week about how many trees were planted on Disneyland property. And then who put it in their official press release? Thank you very much. Well, well, maybe maybe someone's listening. I don't know. Um, But, I mean, my guess is that the amount of people that they can, that that will use the train in an hour compared to any kind of attraction Mm -hmm. on property is probably so minuscule that it's not... Not that it's not worth doing, but do you know what I mean? Their, their focus is obviously on things that they can get people in and out on as quickly as possible um, and can kind of keep moving. And the Disneyland Railroad, is just, there's just never been that, really. True, because even when it could run full capacity, because obviously now it would be reduced capacity, but even then, you would it would always have... I don't think I ever saw it below a half an hour wait, purely because it could only take on so many people. And if it got to the stop and nobody was getting off, well, you were just left there until the next one came around. Well, so. you've got that, haven't you? You've got, you've got the fact that it's it's not a big loader. You've got the fact that, it, you know, even when you do get people to want to get off, it's still slow getting people off and then trying to get people on. So the whole process, when you think about how short that circuit is that you actually go around, it takes a bloody long time to yeah. do the whole shebang. 
you know yeah. no one is ever going to get and i don't care what anyone says no one is ever going to get on that train to go to a land because it's quicker than walking no oh god no, no. The, the park's so small like why would you are they that's, that's what i mean so, so the only people that are going to be going on that on that on that attraction is because they want to go and do the circuit you know mm-hmm. unless you've got you know maybe if you've uh, missed the time that you're at and you oh god i've got dinner reservations i'm gonna to have to get off the next stop that's the only conceivable time that you're going to get off that train before it does the, the complete circuit mm-hmm. so I, mm-hmm. I i get it but you know it's a shame because it is a it is something unique. It's not something you people will do every single time they go to the parks. And I'm certainly guilty of that. Um, but you know, obviously it's it's got a charm to it and it's classic and you know, that spirit of wall in that attraction as well. Um, you know, because obviously he loved, you know, it's his love of trains and, and stuff. Um and also as well, just the building's nice, right? You know, when you before you walk into the park, it's just so that that entrance is just so nice. It's very Disney. It really like yeah. hits the mark. I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know if you're gonna choose a train in DLP, I'd still go for Casey Junior. <laughs> you and me both. I would go for the RER, but just because I like going to the supermarket. So. <laughs> the friend. There was that one time that me and Kate got real confused and a bit lost in. Marley was, Valley, so we was, avoid the trains at all costs now. That was too stressful, <laughs> and I'm oh, never doing wow. that again. Oh, we're, that we're was... not trains people. <laughs> I know, I know we're in the news segment, but it, <laughs> to me, this is news because I've never heard this before. So, you know, pray tell. Oh, well, oh, well, see, when we travel, we like to travel with time, as in like the hours of time, so like that we aren't late for stuff. And we thought, you know, we'd left loads of time for the train and that was fine. So we got to the train station and nobody spoke English and there was no signs anywhere to tell us where to get our tickets. And we were just very confused. I asked three separate people, all of which looked at me like I'd killed their firstborn child because I was asking for directions. No, I I was about to (laughs) 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 with how stressed we were getting. We have finally found somewhere to buy our tickets. We somehow managed to find the platform we were getting onto. And then we got on a train that we thought was going to the airport. I really don't think we were sure it was. And it was just very stressful and it was very packed. And we had to like lug our suitcases like up the stairs. It was just, we're never taking the train again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can understand why that would be so stressful. I mean, I literally get the tube down to Val Europe, go and get my cheap supplies to take back to the park and come back again. Um, I go one stop and that's it. But um, yeah, getting the TGV from there is, can be can be a bit of a nightmare because as you say, the signage is, is, is not great, not ideal. No. Oh, so I think we're done for our train talk this evening well i just see it's some good therapy you know it's a good therapy session we've done it now you know you've you've relived it through me and now you can move on excellent exactly so next up so we mentioned last week i believe about the changes that were in the haunted mansion so in the haunted mansion in Walt disney world you just walk through the stretching room they're not using the stretching room at all but obviously in phantom manor you have to use the stretching room because you can't just walk through it because i don't know where the hell you would be expected to walk through so 
what they've done instead is they've put out little boxes where a seemingly square man has been killed in the stretching room. And they're allowing six groups in at a time to stand in these little white boxes as you go through the stretching room. And then you go out to the hallway and then onto the attraction as you would as normal. So you do still get to experience the stretching room and especially the new one since they've revamped Phantom Manor, which is great. But it's just, it's, it's a little strange. And then as part of some changes that they've added to Phantom Manor. So ages ago, they used to have a Phantom Manor magic shot. And I distinctly remember this because me and Kate wanted to do it, but it only took feckin' cash. Stupid machine. And we never had the cash. But <laughs> now there's an actual magic shot over where you used to be able to meet Phantom Mickey and Jack Skellington, where the Phantom is then in beside you. So you don't have to pay additional amounts for it. But that's there. And I'm a little bit jealous that I can't do it. That yes, is nice. Chris. That is nice, actually. I think he's going to get a prop. Yeah, so do I. I think he might have the picture. It's, it's all right. I was trying to go for my magic shot, and then I just picked up the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> when um, when me and uh, P Dubs went to the the Run Disney event a couple of years ago, they still had the machine there. I think it was like six euros or something. Oh yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, yeah. and you could. If I remember rightly, you could get it on your on your pass. You could get a photo on your pass, but you still got a paper copy as well. So I ended up with a paper copy. But it's one of those things where it's such a stupid size that it's very hard to do anything with. Yeah. So it's pretty, other than kind of getting it out to, I mean, the poster. Don't insert words there. Um, other than other than showing people the poster what and then kind going of back. In, do you think we are? It's, it, this is what Disney happens. <laughs> this is this is what happens when you you've podcasted with Craig Lucas for eight years. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, like, I'm sure you can get a frame for it, but it's not a standard size, so yeah. it's just a lot of faff. But it was nice because it looked like a newspaper and, and and whatnot. But I think the one thing that Disney Disneyland Paris have, have always kind of lacked is magic shots and you know the effects that you get all around Paris. Um, it just makes such a, a huge difference. And it's it's cheap to do. Yeah. There's no need they, that, for them not to do it, really. Yeah, because they, they had started introducing them a little bit more. I remember last year during Lion King and Jungle Festival, they had that one that you could have, was it Pumba in your picture? And then when we went for Halloween, we were, half of us were in sorting out annual passes and I was in the annual pass office and I saw a photographer kind of on that little walkway into Discovery Land and I text Kate who was out somewhere else and I was like I think there's a photo pass photographer I think he's doing magic shots because I saw people holding their hands and I knew there was nothing Kate wanted more than a magic shot in DLP <laughs> so we ran <laughs> and we did get there and they did a Tinkerbell one but they seem to have loads in DLP now you can get one with the Mickey Mouse balloons you can get a Stitch one. I've seen the Tinkerbell one. I think they're doing Olaf as well. There's loads of them now that they're doing. But obviously that's because you can't meet characters. Yeah, I just think it's Normal weird that it's taken, it's taken this event to happen for them to actually pull the trigger on it. Because we, the first time I went to, to Disney World was 2007. And that's when, I, you know, I'd never seen them before because I was a novice to American parts. I've never seen him in Paris, um, but it was very much the norm there at the time, and still is now. 
And to think that they were doing those back in like the mid 2000s and you got, you were very, very lucky to get one in Disneyland Paris until now just doesn't make any sense. All it is, it's just an an effect they put onto a photo. It's just a bit of instant Photoshop. You you can get apps on your phone that do it in real time. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this is not big, expensive technology. This is now, this has been around for years and yet they're starting to like, go, oh, actually, yeah, we should do this now. Um, it's, it's, quite, um, it's quite annoying. But at least they are doing it, I suppose. That's a good thing. I would also like to think that it might, I know it's not, but I would also like to be like, well, you know, Disney ended their partnership with Fujifilm and now they're doing like their own thing. And now they're like, yay, more magic shots because it's all us. And I know it's got nothing to do with that, but I just want to give DLP the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, look, you know, you, you say that, but what? I mean, I don't know what the terms of that was. What if the the software that they had created to do this didn't work on Fuji cameras? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's. I mean, look, let, as you say, you are giving them the, a big benefit of the doubt. But <laughs> what if that is the reason? And, and we're here going, well, we think stupid and never done it. Or oh, everyone else could do it. Why can't I? And it's it's because literally we cannot do it. The cameras are rubbish. And Fuji, if you're listening, um, I'm going to speak on behalf of Mickey Waffles, but they would like your sponsorship. Um, <laughs> you know, you do make very good cameras, just not for that particular function. <laughs> Just in case the lawyers are listening, um, but no, I mean it's it, regardless, it's good. And the only thing I hope that now that we're seeing more of this in, in DLP is that it continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I agree. We, we we're in this situation now, and let's be honest, it's going to be the parts are going to be like this to an extent for a good while yet, maybe six months, possibly a year, possibly even longer. No one knows but it's not going to disappear next week. Things are not going to go back to normal next week. So therefore it would be nice if this is one of those things that continues. Mm-hmm. And also as well, surely by doing that, you're encouraging more people to buy photo passes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also like the more magic shots you have, like the more you're going to like disperse, like, your crowds and your guests like if you've got people queuing up for 25 minutes to get a magic shot with Tinkerbell it's 25 minutes that they're not queuing for a ride and it's just something so simple and I assume extremely cheap for Disney to do and it's just such an easy way to like affect people around the park and be like go away (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard fecking that way Especially the fact that, like you said, it would encourage more people to get photo pass because, I mean, all phones now have a very good camera or you can get very good cameras for relatively cheap. So mm-hmm. you can get a cast member, you can get a photo pass photographer to take pictures for you or you can kind of take turns and take pictures of each other or whatever it might be. But, I mean, you could go and insert a character into your photos afterwards, obviously, if you really wanted to. But it is, it does make it that, it does incentivize getting photo pass that bit more. And I know I can say that because I haven't paid for photo pass in ages because it comes through with the annual pass that I have. But still, it would, for the likes of, say, for example, my brother and sister-in-law and their kids when they go, the fact that if they can still get those pictures, they'll absolutely get a photo pass. Oh, because they're pictures yeah, that you wouldn't be able to take on your phone. You, you hear so many people um, especially if you if you frequent like Facebook groups and, and things like that, 
You see so many people that we complain. We love the Facebook groups. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a guilty pleasure, right? It's definitely a guilty yeah. pleasure. Uh, but you do get people that have said like, you know, I've spent um, 70 euros on a, on a photo pass and I ended up with three photos because they didn't go on attractions that, that had photo pass because they had young kids and maybe they only got to meet one or two characters and, you know, some of the other characters they met didn't have a photo pass photographer. <gasps> and oh. so... <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like you can, you can, you can definitely see why people begrudge the cost of oh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going back to uh, the first time we went to Florida, it was one hundred and forty-nine dollars for their. I can't remember what they called it now, but whatever the equivalent of the photo pass was there, all your photos. Now we were there for two weeks. We had a lot of photos taken, and although one hundred and forty-nine dollars was a lot of money we definitely felt we got our money's worth with it mm-hmm. because the amount of photos we, we, we've taken. I've been on trips to Disneyland Paris, like you, Kate, with, uh, Sinead, with the, the photo pass included with your annual pass. Mm-hmm. And I might have had 10, 15 photos on the photo pass because, again, I've done things where there's not been photographers. And I would have probably complained about the fact that I'd paid 70 euros for one. So at least doing something like this and giving people more opportunities to get photos i mean jesus how many times have you seen photographers in front of cinderella's castle or even seen Goose's <sighs> castle because i get my castles confused you know there's, there's <laughs> so many times literally once <laughs> yeah we've had we've had one photo pass like shoot in front of Stephen beauty's castle oh no we've had two we had one in the gazebo and then one on main street on okay. two completely separate trips yeah. remember that yeah i keep forgetting about that one on main street but even at that like they don't I feel like in the US, they make themselves very known. And I feel like, hey, want a picture? Hey, want a picture? Want a picture? You cannot it- walk six feet <laughs> down Main Street in, in Magic Kingdom without coming across a photo pass photographer. And in DLP, I feel like they just hide. They're like, I don't have a camera. <laughs> I, I do not work here. <laughs> You've got a name badge on. That's what it feels yeah. like. And it's like, just take her yeah. my fucking photo. Like, just do it. <laughs> the, the only time I managed to get a photo pass photo taken in front of the castle was during that Run Disney event because oh, they wow. had like photo pass photographers there. And even then, you had to buy a separate photo pass for that event. Oh, what a gimmick. Yeah. Jesus. It was really funny because. I remember when we were we were buying like the uh, uh, my mate had had booked his as um, the whole he was in all three uh, races so he had a different package than than I did I just bought the uh, the two uh, wimpy man ones because that's what I am and um, I remember looking at like the the things you could buy for the you know to you know pad out the the order and I said oh they've got a photo pass here but you know we've got a photo pass right. And he's like, oh, no, that's just for the run events. And I was like, what, you can't use it outside of that? And he's like, no, it's basically tied into your your race number. And, I mean, to be fair, what you ended up with was people taking photos of you um, while you were running. Now, that's great if you're like, you know, Usain Bolt or someone like that. Um, if you just look like a sweaty idiot, not quite so much. I don't think <laughs> I'd ever want professional pictures no. of me running. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of, I can think a, of fewer worse things. You know, I mean, this is this obviously is a a audio podcast, so people won't see this. But to give you a kind of example of what it, you know, my photos kind of look like. 
you know, just, 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 just the worst timing um, to have a photo taken. Um, or, you know, I remember there was one of me trying to like unzip my coat because it was free. One of the races started at like five o'clock in the morning and it was absolutely like blistering cold at the start. And then after you actually start running, obviously you, mm. you get hot and then you've got to like remove layers and it's just a mess. Um, but you also did get your photos taken with characters. So, you know, it was good, but again, like, <laughs> if I've got a photo pass, why do I need to buy another one? But, hey, yeah. because money, it's money, Disney. money. Disney. <laughs> it's yeah. not always the way. Yeah. And speaking of photographs, oh, something yeah. else new that's come into DLP uh, because of the whole COVID situation is a bunch of different selfie spots with all of the characters. And to be fair to DLP, these selfie spots selfie spots are pretty cool <laughs> i'm pretty happy with a lot of them i really am enjoying yeah. them so there's ones for marvel characters where like when they're not taking selfies they're like attacking each other on the stage it's I just... it's really a time um and there's one for christoph elsa and anna and then there's just loads of them but what originally happened was they put a bunch of them on the line birdie app because we love to see it and they were literally called like selfie spot dingo goofy frosty selfie spot kingdom of arendelle enchanted moments and then they were all taken down (laughs) but um there are still ones that do need line birdie reservations so like to go see the frozen characters so that's you meet Kristoff and sven then you meet anna and elsa and then you come outside and you meet olaf like you get to meet all of them and you do need a Lime Brady reservation for that. I, but you also have to be there 15 minutes before your Lime Brady reservation. It's just like, Jesus Christ, just let people take selfies with these fucking characters. Stop making everything so difficult. <laughs> I mean, I mean, surely the whole point of a selfie is that it's something quite quick. Yeah. You know. I have, there was, um, there's two guys, uh, it's Dan and DJ, Dan, Dan and DJ, Dan and DJ DLP or something. They were back. Disneyland Paris Facebook yeah, group. They are there at the moment and they were just answering a couple of people's questions on Twitter and they were saying that the characters are having a lot more interaction. So they're like, so when they met Kristoff, Kristoff had like a three minute conversation with them about their day before okay, they fair. took photos and they were meeting other characters and they were having a lot of interaction like before having their photos taken. So I assume they're trying to like make up for the fact that like you can't hug them and you can't have like a side to side picture with them. They're trying to make up for that fact with a bit more interaction. But yeah, I would also assume that, you know, they would be, they would run somewhat quicker than a regular meet and greet. Cause when a regular meet and greet, you do sort of have that like cheeky leeway to be like, could I take like five pictures instead of one and just be like, oh, can we do maybe like, do you know, like when you're, you're nice to the characters and they let you do that sort of stuff. But with the selfies, I am just assuming it's like, hey, cool. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's nice. Because, I mean, that's the most anyone's been able to interact with Anna and Elsa in bloody years. Yeah. Well, not since Punchgate, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I mean, they're, they're not signing either, are they? For obvious, no. for obvious reasons. No. So, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's nice that they got a three-minute conversation. Should they have got a three-minute conversation? Should anybody? Not really. Just a few pleasantries, have your picture done, and bugger off. But I'm also kind of like, if you're far enough away from the characters, like you sh- one, you should be, and two, that it looks like you are. 
and you're wearing a mask, wouldn't that be really difficult for them to hear you? Pardon? Exactly. <laughs> Do you know Sorry. What I mean? So old. <laughs> so old. Um, yeah, no, that's actually a really good point as well. Because to be fair, all the pictures that they put up, they've been putting up on their Instagram throughout the day, they have been wearing their masks for the pictures. So they were obviously wearing that's the masks when they, so. yeah, but they obviously then wore their masks for yeah. talking to them as well. So yeah, I suppose that's a very good point. I'll be um, controversial. I'll tell you what I didn't see a lot of with groups huh? of people today. Social distancing. Oh no. Yeah. Once you have a mask on, you don't need to social distance. Uh, well, that's, that's the lesson I learned today from everyone that clearly wasn't together, but seemed to want to stay together. Yeah. Yeah. So, saw a tweet from DLP Report this week, and so during the AP preview days, they were, if you spent more than 20 euro at a time in the store, they were giving you a little photo album, which was real cute. Now, it's from that Minnie Mouse, like, Parisian range that they've been trying to get rid of for, I think, the entire time I've been going to DLP. So I'm sure they just had a thousand of them left and they were just like, here, come here to me and your pass holders. Here you go. But still, you, it's rare that you get in free from, from Disney. So I've, why the hell not? I, I don't think I ever have got a gift as an annual pass holder. Um, you know, other than like the, the, the kind of free... And in fact, I've never had the free drink. How embarrassing oh. is that? I've never oh. had the free aperitif. I've never had it either. It's but beautiful. Everyone tells me that. and I'll, t- I'll tell you why I haven't had it. I'll tell you why I haven't had it. It's because I don't know how to ask for it. Yeah, to be fair, when I asked for it, it was the only time I've ever gotten it was when we went to California Grill. And it was like, I looked like the cheapest fucking person ever. So I was paying with the meal voucher that we'd gotten as compensation for our shit hotel stay. And then I was also trying to get my free drink with my infinity and i was like ah <laughs> so i like just like produce so i was like we're gonna pay with this voucher yeah and she was like yes of course like and they're like top tier in there she, i was like mm. this voucher and nothing else i was like we can't afford anything else and she was like yes of course and then i was like and also i have this can i get a free drink and she was like of course and to be fair to her i was with ed and they brought us two and he doesn't have a pass nice and to be like it is just juice Perfect. but it was really good but yeah, I did feel very awkward just like producing my card and being like, drink? <laughs> Kate had the cheapest experience in California Grill that any person <laughs> has ever had. I'm so here for it. <laughs> to be fair, and to be fair, at the end, we were like, oh, could we have tea and coffee? And she was like, madame, that is extra. And I was like, it's okay. We'll, we'll swing it. <laughs> and get a splurge! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're going to make an effort. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. The, uh, giving out free photo <laughs> albums. Free photo albums. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, this is what you get, right? You invite this numpty <laughs> onto your podcast and then... Look, I'm just, I'm just glad we haven't carried on talking about wrestling, to be honest. And we were at least vaguely talking on topic. Um, That's really no, I, the wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I think, it's, I think it's good. Like you say, with things like that, even though it's something they'd probably try and chuck out in a sale for like two or three euros, you're getting it for free. And just doing stuff like that. I remember um, we, when we went last, uh, last year for for Halloween, we had an awful time booking in. It took about an hour because I couldn't find my booking, even though I'd booked directly with them and I'd taken my paperwork with me. It still took forever. And that really sounds like DLP. 
Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I should have known better. Like, that was my first day on property in, in years with me booking it. And uh, I remembered why I don't do that anymore. And, um, you know, they saw I had uh, my daughter waiting and they said, oh, would she like um, uh, something like a free gift, like a key ring or something? And they gave us mm-hmm. a little voucher for her to do it. Now, that has cost a company pittance like i think the i think the voucher value was about 10 euros or five euros or something that wasn't a big deal and Mm -hmm. she got an autograph book out of it well it's not cost them much money but that was a big deal for her and i appreciated the gesture and it's those little things they should really especially when it comes to crap that they can't get rid of just (laughs) do that more often because it's a nice little gesture i mean me and kate came home from the aforementioned horrible hotel stay with some of the most beautifully tacky and definitely <laughs> vaguely damaged frames you've ever seen. Do you know what? I obviously still have that and I'm packing up all my stuff in the next few days and I'm like, will I keep it? Will I just throw it away? Ah, I don't. No, you have to keep it. Do I? It's really ugly. <laughs> it has to take quite a place on your mantelpiece with a big old picture of my face in it. Obviously. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, but then I'm like, do I pick like, <laughs> do I pick like a really stupid picture of us like on Space Mountain and like put it into that and be like, this is just the hey, ridiculous I know the corner. Exact one you should put in it. <laughs> you should put that picture from Halloween morning on Big Thunder. Oh, where it's just you. <laughs> where it's just me like this. <laughs> what do you want? Um. So yeah. That was that was that, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, and then last week we were talking about the Lucky Nugget and how they have a new show. Sorry, can I just say we got a, a very hilarious text from Amy, who's been on the podcast before, saying one, I can't believe you spent half an hour talking about menus, but two, I can't believe I listened to the two of you spend half an hour <laughs> talking about menus, and I'm like. Such as life, what life can I say? <laughs> it's the quality content that you come here for. Like I just, I have nothing else to say. Like, well, you know what? Because I, I listen. I obviously listen to that as well. Um, I, what was worse is I was listening to that whilst food shopping. You talk about food, <laughs> never a good idea. Um, but I think the it's all right the, though because it's DLP and they affect all vegetarian options. So that's fine. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like one of the, the good things is that because of um, your dietary requirements. A lot of people gloss over that. And to be fair, I would have done back in the day as well, because I think when it's a little bit more niche, I know saying vegetarianism is, is, is niche in this day and age is probably not the right turn of phrase, but, um, you know, you talked about everything or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think it's crazy that even like now that there are certain things you, can, you can't go to and get at least one vegetarian option. Yeah. Unless it's salad and cereals, of course, which seems to be everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's all vegetarians want. want. <laughs> and to be fair, it's better than what they offer at McDonald's. The, the I first... have never. The filet fish yeah. <laughs> Never in my life have I set foot into the McDonald's in the Disney Village. Never in my life. Oh, why not? I mean, it's, it's so much fun if you like being really stressed out. Oh, so stressful. See, I'm a so stressful. gal. <laughs> Me and Kate go, we split a pizza, we split a mac and cheese, we have a glorious time. Oh, Sinead, don't remind me of that mac and cheese while I'm not allowed it. Also, did Vapiano's close? But um, the one in Paris is seemingly staying open. Yes, oh. I think it was, uh, th- there was some franchise thing or something. So yeah, the Paris one is fine, which reminds me I need to look up the London one, see if that's still open. Um, 
but no, I, I think it's it's good. You kind of went through those menus, and it was it was interesting because just when just when you think they're starting to turn a corner and actually be yeah. better for people, uh, then you get something like that. Oh, was it was it the Marvel menu which had no vegetarian option at all? Yeah, oh, and think. there was the the new like Lion King menu. It doesn't have anything vegetarian in it either. Well, it did. It had a really horrific sounding salad. Oh yeah, sorry, oh, just yes. the salad. Yeah. yeah, well, we all tried to block yeah. that salad out. It did sound oh, just disgusting. the absolute pits. And I, I completely agree with you. If they, if every place on property had vegetarian chili as the option, I'd be fine with that. It's like something, just something. <laughs> just even, even the little bits, even if everywhere just had what was the loaded fries from Fuente del Oro, I'd be very happy. Even if oh. just Fuente del Oro had them again, but... No. Anyways, Kate, okay, the Lucky Nugget. Yeah, the Lucky Nugget. So, the show was on. The show apparently is cute, but fine. But, you know, wasn't expecting much anyway. But mm. it had Minnie in a cute little outfit and Goofy in a cute little outfit and they were living life. And then there's also new social distancing tables in places like the Lucky Nugget and Captain Jack's and all that sort of stuff. And if anything, it's exactly what it's like eating in restaurants regularly now. A much more pleasurable experience by the looks of it. <laughs> like I just, the, having distance between tables just makes me feel like the experience is going to be so much nicer. Because you're not like yeah. cramped up against 20,000 little Italian children running around and kicking your shins and all that sort of stuff. Which is what I feel like most DLP restaurants are. Yeah. Like DLP Report posted a picture of what the inside of the Lucky Nugget looks like. And that kind of like main floor bit in front of the stage used to, I feel like, have about 15 tables in it. Yeah, it was Like proper cramped. crammed in there. There's maybe seven. Yeah. It looks, it looks really spacious. Like really... It just looks like a pleasant experience. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit at this table and have room and now I can see the stage and it just looks pleasant. Yeah. However, the show is seemingly only in French. Ah. Uh, surprise. No. C'est la vie. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make any jokes to two Irish ladies about something. <laughs> Oh, they're going to have to put the in. Uh. <laughs> oh, the trials and tribulations. <laughs> can't, can't not put it in. So, I think that's probably everything DLP-wise, other than the fact that it just reopened. And for the most part, from what I've seen online, it seems to be doing, a, it seems to be doing better than Walt Disney World, but I don't know if that's because European guests are just being less maniacs than the american guests i don't know um but it seems to be going down quite well everyone that i've seen online that is there seems to be really happy with the approach cast members have been great the new measures on rides and stuff have been uh, so i haven't i haven't seen anything negative about dlp to be perfectly honest have you guys seen anything negative online i mean it's been 10 hours let's be enough time it's 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 enough time but I don't know. Well, I'm I'm still a bit worried. The schools haven't really broken up yet properly. Um, we know that it can get very problematic in school holidays. Look, there's no parades for people to push their kids through crowds for right at the last minute and, and stuff like that. But I will be interested to see what happens on attractions when 
we do start to get more people coming in. Like the first day was, or, or like the first few days, because we've had some previews, they were always going to be full of complete diehards that mm, wouldn't yeah. have missed it for the world. Do you know what I mean? They're the, in in terms of trying to do things the right way, they're probably the best audience. What is going to be telling is when we get more members of the public in um, yeah. over the next couple of weeks as the school starts to break up. Then, then we'll see. Um, what what I've heard from Disney World though compared to Disneyland Paris well sorry let me start again um with Disney World I've heard that some attractions they're cleaning the ride vehicles every two hours Mm -hmm. which to me sounds like far too long no not at all not I think that was Peter Pan's flight that's that's not good enough that's a short ride that's what I mean like what is it two two and a half minutes maybe three minutes max it's not long um, I'm trying to think how different the, the Disney World version is. But regardless, they should not be cleaning that vehicle every two hours. It should be cleaned at least once an hour. At, at, mm. Minimum. Absolute minimum. Yeah. Um, so I would be interested to see what they're doing in Disneyland Paris in, in terms of that. Because it's, as stupid as it sounds, it's those kind of decisions that are going to determine when I'm ready to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, you want to if you're going back still in like COVID times, like you'd want the place to be like as clean as possible and you want standards to be as good as they can be because otherwise like you've just no point in going. The risk is too high. Like if there is a substantial risk that you could possibly contract COVID and then bring it back and pass it on to someone else. Like I just don't think the risk is worth it. Like just stay home. And and that's that's more of my fear, to be honest. It's not me getting it. You know, I, I believe that we had it earlier this year, like my wife and my child as well, or one of my children. Um, but we have lived our lives like we haven't had it. And, you know, for me, it's more about the impact on other people. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like to think I'm pretty healthy. So if I was to get it, um, it again, um, I'd like to think that I'd be okay generally. But yeah. what if I pass that on to an elderly neighbour? Yeah, exactly. Someone exactly I was passing in the, in the street. You know, that, that's, that's my concern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose one of, the, one of the positives that I've seen people tweeting about, about DLP in COVID times is because everybody's wearing masks, nobody's smoking on Main Street. That's positive. Hey, hey. <laughs> Gotta check those little wins where you can get them. Only took a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> We knew they, we knew they'd get there one day. We just didn't know how. Yeah, uh, the French. So yeah, that's everything for DLP. Uh, I'm sure next week we'll have a bit of a bigger roundup in terms of like how it's gone down because, as we said, it was only open to the public today. But sure look. And then I suppose we should move on to the American parks. Yeah. And yeah, so up first is so Walt Disney World have cancelled all college programs for the foreseeable future which is pretty sad (laughs) completely understandable but pretty sad so anyone that was meant to be going on the college program or the the crp yeah that's the word i was looking for sorry this like term that they missed it they've just been told that they can no longer be hired by the walt disney company and that's just the end of it and they've been told that if they would like to possibly be hired by them someday to fill out this form to say yes 
please hire me again if you can. But yeah, it's so they said that they haven't opened any of their residential halls and they don't know when they can open their residential halls. And then because of that reason, they can't have people staying on site and obviously can't hire people that are on all the different programs. How cramped are those halls? Oh, I think I think I they're think really they bad. Have, yeah, like I think some of them have like 10 people in like a two bedroom place. Yeah, and I think some of the rooms have like a bunk yeah. bed and a regular bed. So like there's three people in one room. Jesus. And then you have like three rooms per like apartment. Well, that joke backfired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? Um, I, no, I, I, I knew uh, like a friend of a friend was on the college program this year and, you know, obviously got sent home early. Like, I, I, what, when did they finish? Was it about six weeks early or eight weeks before they were due to, yeah. to finish? Um, and it's a real shame, you know, you've, you know, for, for a lot of people, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Um, yeah. That's it, you're one and done. What I think is sad with that announcement, um, for those people that were supposed to do it this year, is that it's not being held open for them. I know they yeah, can't guarantee, gone. yeah, and I know they can't guarantee that, you know, this will be, they'll be ready to get this back going next September. But I do think, bearing in mind that you've, you've done the interviews and you've gone through this whole process already, I think they should just turn around and say, look, we, we obviously can't start this now for you. We're really sorry. So instead, what we'll do is you will be at the front of the queue when we can restart this. And basically, you know, if you don't want to do it anymore or you can't do it when we're ready to start it, then fair enough. But at least give them that option. I think it's really poor. They did the same thing with Run Disney, didn't they? Uh, this year, Disneyland yeah. Paris. Cancel the event and were like, oh, yeah, you know how you were really lucky to buy a bib? Well, we'll give you your money back and you just have to try again next year and good luck. You know, it, madness. Just just give everyone a ticket or, or whatever. Just allow them to do it if they want to do it next year. Um, so I really feel sorry for anyone that, that was successful this year to start and is now being told tough yeah especially when i know for like specifically for the crp for irish um cast members so you have to do an interview here and then you have to go over to the uk and do an interview in london and then if you pass that interview you have to go back to london again and do another interview like it's really hard to get and well to be fair they usually say yes to most irish people but like there is a lot of steps you have to go through to like get it and to then just turn around and be like nah bitch bye like it is quite harsh but then it also is kind of like they've had to just completely cancel them indefinitely like i don't think disney even know when they're going to be able to have any form of international cast member back in the park so i suppose from that aspect it is just way easier for disney but yeah i don't know it's weird it's it's a weird time but i do feel for people that are like at the very end of like their college experience and like will never be able to apply again because that's their time gone and is that that's all on your dime right so if you interview yeah. Nile and then go to london yeah, yeah. i mean let, let's be honest even if you're getting you know ryanair or, or an easyjet flight that's still expensive just, yeah, just so to like, potentially get a job where you're not going to get paid very well and it sounds like you're living um as if you're a prisoner of war <laughs> I mean, that, that, that doesn't sound good, right? I'm sorry. That many people in a small space? Yeah. No, that, yeah. That doesn't yeah, sound like, ideal. If you're going to those interviews, most of the people that I knew would fly over on like a 5am flight 
go over because the interviews would be at like 10 or 11 and then they'd take an evening flight back and then they'd have to go to work the next day and obviously that would so they'd also have to like take the time off work to go for the entire day and everything so yeah and then also when you're in those when you're in that accommodation in disney world that gets taken out of your paycheck (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's just wow what a time (laughs) <laughs> hey, what was what, what they taking out two two dollars fifty? I mean, it sounds like that's what they should be taking out. Oh, I think it's I think it's I think it's more like more than half your pay. To be honest, now yeah. I think it's, oh, oh, dicey the joys of working for Disney, eh? Hey, but I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't it. know. I wouldn't know. Uh, I'm, I'm the I'm the odd one out on this on this episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was all the that was all the updates for the programs. Yeah, so another little tidbit that I saw just, I suppose, to go back to masks. So I saw the Diz posted a news article earlier in the week saying that Walt Disney World have said that if you take your mask off whilst you're on a ride and that ride has a PhotoPass photo on it, they will not be providing the PhotoPass photos for any guests that are not wearing their masks in the rides, which I, one, I don't necessarily know how they manage that. Like, I get it for certain attractions because it's just, it might just be you. But for the likes of, I don't know, like Mine Train or like Pirates or something like that, where there's tons of people in the picture, are they just not, like, how do they know not to give it to you? But as you can imagine, tons of people were losing their goddamn minds about it. But my freedom, my liberty. Unless it's like they're not, do you know, like in Disney World, you're able to like do that touch point thing with your magic band mm. and like put it on yourself. Unless they're not yeah. doing that and you have to go up to the person and they like look Maybe. at you and they're like, you, that's you. You weren't wearing a mask. No, no photo for you. <laughs> and then no, the person behind you. goes, you, you were wearing a mask. Yes, you can have this photo. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think, think it's kind I think of it's hilarious. entirely fair. I think it's entirely fair fully support it I think it's gas and I can imagine so many people getting in an utter strap about it but like you're supposed to wear a mask at all times unless you're eating or drinking and I highly doubt many people be eating or drinking on mine train so get over yourselves I feel like it's Walt Disney World being like that strict teacher that's like well no photo for you (laughs) yeah but you know what good like Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, it's, their, it's their rules, and if you're not abiding to them, then you suffer the consequences. Be luck, yep. be grateful. They're saying to you, you're not going to get a ride vote, so rather than get out, suck get you out. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. Then okay. some more Walt Disney World news. It's been announced that the new Mary Poppins area and the Spaceship Earth changes will be removed from the whole Epcot experience revamp thing, which I'm kind of sad about. I mean, poor Mary Poppins. Yeah, like I get it. I, I like I was excited for there to be a cherry tree lane. It would have been beautiful, but it's not an attraction. It wouldn't have eaten up a whole lot of people, and they just, I suppose, need to try and save money where they can. Yeah, because wasn't it like the only thing that hadn't been started? Yeah. So like, well, uh, I suppose it was easy for them to just be like, eh, be gone. Just <laughs> remove, just like remove primeval well. And retheme it to to Mary what? Poppins. Yeah, just stick it. Just the primeval away. world the, the... gone. It's been like taken away from like the park map or something. Has it? It's, something it's, like I know it, it closed, then it reopened again, and then it closed back down. But I don't think it's gone. Gone. Oh, okay. Either way, all I'm saying is you can stick a really crappy ride in that Mary Poppins area, and everyone would lose their goddamn minds about it because again. it's Mary Poppins. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, that, it, to me, it's doomed, right? Because the movie didn't do well. I don't know uh, why. Maybe Poppins Returns. Yeah. I really thought that was going to be this big, massive hit. And it wasn't. It was. So, I mean, I loved it. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I, re- I really liked it. But, you know, if you look at what it did, yeah. what it did do wasn't very well. Um, you know, financially didn't do very well. I thought it was a good film. And, I mean, obviously, the, let's be honest, the main reason they made that film like they did was because it meant that Emily Blunt would sign over her likeness and they could finally do Potter stuff, in, uh, Potter stuff, popping stuff in the parks. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that it, you know, one of the last ones in one of the first to get cut because of this situation. But um, yeah. I, they've wanted to do Poppins for so many years. I guarantee that will be back at some point. I don't think oh, it's probably. gone forever. Oh, I think it's yeah. just gone while this is all going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I fair. Think that's fair. And then away from the American parks, but it was announced earlier this week that Hong Kong Disneyland is going to be reclosing. So I believe as of close of play, yesterday so the 14th of july it has reclosed so there has been a rise in cases of covid19 within hong kong so they've made the decision to close disneyland for the foreseeable future until the r number and the rate of infection and whatnot which is the same thing um decreases which is the responsible thing to do and it kind of when you look at that approach and then the fact that florida is having tens of thousands of cases a day and they're still just like oh yeah we just opened up cotton Hollywood Studios, happy days. You're like, eh, what? <laughs> so. What I love at the moment is the the people that are defending the Florida infection numbers. Almost kind of taking the Donald Trump route of, well, it's only this high because we're testing this many people. Not really understanding how that works. But, um, you know. We I, made more cases because we tested more people. We're <laughs> winning. We're, we're so stupid. It's our own fault. We just shouldn't be testing people. Uh, I always remember when when I was younger, my dad once said to me, I don't understand people with peanut allergies. When I was a kid, nobody died of peanut allergies. Or no one had a peanut allergy. And I went, no, because they just died. That's, that's what happened, right? to look as to why. Yeah. We didn't know it was a peanut allergy. They just died. Um, I, I think it's, on the one hand, I think it's absolutely madness that Florida is reopening now when in the last few days we've seen you know it go up to around 15,000 cases per day there was at least two days where the number was almost identical over 15,000 but at the same time it closed when they thought it should have done and Disney at some point have to try and reopen and recoup some of the money I understand that as well for me I would be shocked if we don't see the Hong Kong situation happened in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. Give it two, three weeks. If that rate starts to go up even more, and it will, you know, it will then tie in with the dates of Disney. Disney will go back mm-hmm. down. Yeah, and they're going to have to. I just, I find it so mental because, like Ireland as a whole, for the whole country, and I get that there's far less people in Ireland as a whole than there is in Florida. The, throughout all of COVID, we've had less than twenty six thousand cases. So, like, the fact that they're having ha- at least half of that a day, I'm like, oh, merciful Jesus. Like, yeah, and, oh. like, the, the days where they were having, like, well, I know they're still rising now, but, like, there was one day in particular they had 10,000 cases and we had none. And we only yeah. had, like, one death. 
And well, I'm just like, I just, I couldn't, I was like, what? How is this happening? Yeah. And I understand so we are again a much smaller country, but just like, I can't get around it in my head. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with I you don't, people? I don't, I think you're both being naive. I don't think it's because you're a smaller country. You're clearly just not testing enough people. Oh, you're actually clearly, so right. Clearly, clearly what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, Florida shouldn't have closed when it did. You know, they were one of the last states to close. Um, just just barely one of the last states to close but you could see by what happened at that time they probably didn't need to close they could have probably stayed open a few more weeks at least and then there wouldn't have been this desperate rush now to do it when they really could do with actually shutting down again it's just bad timing Um, and it doesn't help that the guy running uh, the state doesn't really seem to be um, the sharpest tool in the shed either Mm. the joys it's it's so, saying we share with Florida though, you know, we've got Boris Johnson, so I mean, well, you know, we're not doing too well either. Anywho. Um yeah, so just some quick little quick little last tidbits bits for the news before the news ends. We've got a quick little Shop Disney update and a quick little Disney Plus update. So on Shop Disney UK they released some Disneyland Resort merch in this okay. really weird blue, neon, greeny, yellowy, I don't know. I'm not sure of my opinions. Sinead sent me the spirit jersey and I was like, immediately I was like, oh my God, I'm going to buy it. And then after five seconds, I was like, hmm, do I want to buy it? And then I didn't. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was the same. I looked at the spirit jersey and I really want a Disneyland resort spirit jersey because I love the Disneyland resort font. It's also my favourite park. Um. But there was just something about it. I was like, oh, it's just it's just not quite... It's just, it's just something that I'm not fully on board with. Although, um, with, this week I had somebody try, message me on Twitter to ask if they could buy my skeleton dance spirit jersey off me. And I was like, eh, no, 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 no. So it's just... Uh, it's a weird week for spirit jersey. I, the, I think the problem is... Um, please don't taste the wrong way. Um, basically, you're both too young. You know, because I'm I'll old, never take that the wrong way. <laughs> because I'm old, you know that spirit jersey actually kind of speaks to me in the yeah. the really crappy, over the top, exaggerated colours. That mm-hmm. is that is my childhood, right there. Right. Yeah. Um, but as for me, I just I can't kind of get on board with buying something from somewhere that I've not been to. So. <laughs> I've never been to. <laughs> I own right. so many I, Walt I, Disney World apparel. <laughs> I, yeah, but I'm talking. I'm talking about myself, right? I'm I'm very much in a minority here, right? Because people buy stuff because it's Disney and they like it. But for me, if there's a Disneyland version, a Disney World version, and a DLP version, I'd go for one of those two and not the Disneyland version, even though the Disneyland version looks the best. Because mm-hmm, I do agree yeah. with you, the writing does look great and everything. Um, but for me, I'd rather get one from somewhere I'd actually gone to. Um, but that's personal preference. Uh, many people would not agree with me on that. Um, I find it, I just find it odd that we're now getting essentially the leftovers from Disneyland that they know they're not going to be able to sell in the parks because they're remaining closed. It's just because yeah. there's nothing from DLP. Yeah, like I just, like, just know, every <laughs> time they bring out a new spirit jersey, people go crazy for it. Like, just do more, just be better. 
Oh, I could. I'm curious. I could talk for hours on the merch situation. <laughs> I'm curious. Where are you on the spirit jersey spectrum, Nick? Do you own any? Do you like them? Are you a fan? So I, I'm a fan. I do like them. Um, a bit like spirit jerseys to me, I like tattoos. Um, I don't mean the Russian girl band. I really like them. I just don't have any yet. And the reason for that is because I re when when I first saw the the first proper spirit jersey. When they started coming out uh, about three years ago now, I think, mm. I, I got told, when I, I went to Florida for the weekend to do Halloween Horror Nights, and I was allowed to go to Disney, but only Disney Springs, and only so I could <laughs> buy some of those jumpers for my wife and my daughter, right? And I managed, I managed it. Fair. And I really liked them, but I was like, am I going to wear one? I, I don't know. So I, I sat on the fence, and I really wish I hadn't, because the original ones were wonderful. And I mm. thought, you know what? I can't wait for them to do a Disneyland Paris one. And then when they did eventually do one, I thought it looked a bit cheap. Yeah, probably. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was about it exactly, but I, the writing just didn't look as, as crisp. I, I, I don't know. And also, obviously, it's more because of Euros and everything, and I just couldn't justify the cost. And the only ones that I've liked since then have been a bit too feminine, which wouldn't normally bother me. But I am now starting to get abuse from my child uh, <laughs> for, for, th- for decisions I make in life and things that I wear. So I nice. couldn't, I couldn't do it to myself. But um, yeah, th- one day I will find one that I like. Um, I, I do get the hype around them, but at the same time, I don't think I'd have a collection of them. I think there, there'd be one or two that I'd want to have, and that would be fine. Because, but that's because I don't live in jumpers either. If I lived in jumpers, that's a different story. I'm a t-shirt guy. Uh, I get far right, too hot in jumpers. Do you know what I mean? Uh, if I didn't, then that would probably be a staple. But I just know I wouldn't wear them enough to justify more than a couple. No, that's fair. I mean, I speaking for myself and Kate, we both at least have a week's worth. And I can tell that Kate is currently wearing a Woody Spirit jersey right now. You know it. <laughs> I, did, so. I did cut that earlier on actually but um, <laughs> didn't want to say anything I swear though all, all I have worn during lockdown is a spirit jersey and leggings literally every single day I feel like that's all I've worn which is totally fine because it's comfy so. Nick would look great in some spirit jersey and some leggings I think I think you're missing out on that fashion opportunity I, I, so I want to get on the spirit jersey train um, <laughs> it's just like, but I'm sitting here like now and like we're recording late at night well late-ish at night this is still early for me and <laughs> I'm like, I'm hot. I'm sat here hot. And I'm like, God, I, the last thing I want to do right now is be sat in a jumper. I know they're not, I know spirit jerseys aren't particularly mm. thick, but still I, I get quite hot quite easily. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you're both looking at me now. You can see how hot I am. Um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> such an idiot. But I also do have to say, if you're going for like the whole like quality thing, I do think obviously between the point of when Walt Disney World first brought them out and by the time DLP got them, they definitely changed how they were made. Because I mm. have a good few, obviously, and I have some that the writing is really good on the back and I have some where the writing's really bubbly on the back and I have yeah. some where the writing's nearly come off of it from washing it. So like Your Millennial Pink one went to shit, didn't it? Well, that yeah, that one got died with some black jeans. That was my fault. Oh, uh, which, which one was that? It was millennial pink. It was like a really, really oh, light the pink. DLP ones. Yeah, so, but I, then I, 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 the one I almost bought. I really wanted the Arendelle one. 
Now, not because I'm a big fan of Frozen. Not because I'm a big fan. Not because I'm a big fan of Frozen either. I mean, I do think Frozen Two is is actually really good now. To be fair, um, but when I saw the color, I was like, I love that color. I would I would really happily wear that color. It was the it was the glittery lettering that I was. But there like, was glitter in sort of, the actual jersey as well, though it wasn't just yeah. a yeah. flat mint. When, when it I was saw sparkling. it, when I saw it, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like the 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 first two that I bought, so um, it was I can't remember if it was Epcot themed, but it was certainly like that eighty two. I think it was. I think it was an Epcot one. It was it was the eighty two logo on the front, and then mm. kind of bubbly writing on the back. And my wife had a black and white one. Uh, because she only wears black and my daughter I bought her like a, a mint green one and I thought you know what I wish I bought myself one of those as well so yeah. that's the one mm-hmm. I miss out on but yeah sometimes now when it's just screen printed on you know two or three washes yeah. and that is done yeah because I have I have one that's Monsters University and it is gone it looks awful yeah and I've the tried la- so hard to save it it's just gone yeah the last dlp one that i got so i had andrea who we had on a good few episodes ago pick up the white dlp one with the stripes and that is definitely lower quality than some of the other ones that i have like for example the skeleton dance one i have that was a d23 one that one is amazing that's like super super nice quality but i can only assume that's probably because it was only made for d23 and they only made x mid bits they weren't bulk making it for the parks so mm. I want a Euro Disney one. I, I mean, an official Spicy. one. I know, I know that someone has made a Euro Disney spirit jersey. But they were supposed to have that Euro Disney like collection that was supposed to come out in like April, weren't they? Yeah, of course they were. Of course they were. They, they made a big thing about it, didn't they? And yeah. then we never. It wasn't it really cute. It, it was. It was really nice yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, it was very. Euro Disney. Maybe. <laughs> the, prob- the problem is, I was there. Like I, I was there in '92. I remember those original bags. And... It was about four years too late for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, was not as, around. As, as I said, I'm I'm very old now, right? Um, and, and, and you know what? Like, th- those original. There was something about those original designs, mm. and some of it is just purely because of nostalgia. Um, and looking back on things, but there was just something charming about that original kind of logo that they had, and yeah, it was annoying me because it was, if I remember right, it wasn't everything limited to like 1992. Yeah, like everything was an edition size in 1992. Like yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's my nutting. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they still do that range at some point, yeah, bring it on. Absolutely, bring I just. It on. I just want, and we mentioned it last week that one of the execs that have been over um, merchandise has left. I just, I want them to, it cannot be that difficult. And again, I'm probably thinking about this in too small a term, but it cannot be that difficult to buy in however many spirit jerseys in and colour and then to pay for where, whatever way you pay for the ink and then to just do, okay, here's the Disney World one, here's the Disneyland one and here's the DLP one. Like it cannot be that difficult to just make the three of them at the same time. It's like the plushes, right? When they have the, the different tags on for the different parks. That's, that's all it comes oh, down to. Oh, they did away with that. No, I know. But, you know, at, at one point that was the thing, right? They were kind yeah. of being made centrally and just having the tags done uh, differently. Um, I mean, look, we could probably talk a long time about how uh, lackluster the, you know, Disneyland Paris merchandise at times can be. I mean, yeah. I still have got really good memories of uh going to, at the end of the star wars festival last year 
um, literally like the day after it finished and them still having like loads of those um, t-shirt printed uh, Star Wars shirts. You know what I use like the, the printer transfer mm. paper yeah. to put a logo on? Um, you know, who thought that was a good idea? No wonder they weren't selling. Um, but, you know, sometimes they come up with some really good designs, but a lot of it is garbage. A lot of it should. Yeah. Yeah. We just need more, more synergy across the park. And then the last thing we'll note it, we'll mention is a new show that's been announced for Disney Plus. So there's going to be a new animated Star Wars show, which every time I read the title of it, I read it as The Bad Bitch, but it's called The Bad oh, Batch. Yeah. But I think I everybody think, has read it everyone... as The Bad Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, is Leia getting her own show? Like what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like an immediate uh, Mandela effect. Yeah. Because the first time was it, I saw the, the picture pop up on Twitter and I saw it sent from Star Wars. And as I started reading the text, although I'm reading what the tweet said, I'm drawn like straight away to the logo. And I was like, the what? Yeah. And then, and then finished reading the tweet. I was like, oh, uh, oh yeah, no, now I've looked at it again. Yes, yes, it definitely does not say bitch, but it definitely did the first time. Um, it's, um, we, we talked about this the other night because. Uh, when we recorded it, it, it was just breaking, like, I think a, a, about an hour before. Um, I, you know, I'm quite excited for it. I think the, the idea around it sounds at least a little bit different to what they're doing at the moment. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've not watched Clone Wars or Rebels or anything, so I have no opinions on it. But I'm or, glad. Or any Star I'm, Wars film. Or... Of course I've watched Star Wars films. I worked for the company. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, I knew my product knowledge. Thank you. Oh, so uh, how, many times you, hot... how many times have you seen Home on the Range then? Come on. I've watched Home on the Range well, probably about three times. <gasps> See, the difference was <laughs> the difference is, is when Disney when Disney bought Star Wars, we everyone had to go through Star Wars training. We every store had to nominate their store Jedi that went to Hammersmith to go through training. And they then had to present this training to every cast member where you got a little certificate to certify that you were officially a Star Wars Padawan. So, and yet we still had somebody where their only fact for a guest was, did you know Yoda's so green? And it will forever pain my soul. It makes me giggle. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to see new content for Disney Plus, to be honest. I just, I'm all about that new content. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose with an animated series, it's the quickest way they can get something done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get into production. Like, Mm. Now you um sorry to kind of drag up old old ground, but last week you were talking about Into the Unknown, right? Um yeah. which yeah. I've still only seen the first four episodes of, so please don't spot the ending. Um They release Frozen they make a movie. Oh for <laughs> God's sake. <sighs> it happens. They make it, they make oh, the deadline. I, they I, go, I they go to the premiere. <laughs> right, I, I'll just skip the last two episodes. Absolutely no point now. Oh my god. Um <laughs> The one thing I couldn't get my head around was how how late they left the animation. Yeah, because it has to go like last. Like it's the last everything they have to do. And I yeah, always I thought, and, and maybe it's because of the different like techniques now that they had, but I thought the reason why it took Disney three years or four years to make a Lion King or something was because it took that long to animate the whole thing. Whilst it seems like now we're going to spend three years making Frozen 2 because we want to tweak the story and decide what songs are going to go in it. And then we're going to spend six months actually making the goddamn thing. Yeah, I do think, I like, think 
yeah i do think obviously like it has just changed with the times like originally they would have taken that long because the physical drawing and everything would have taken yonks but now i think it's like they've progressed so far that it has to go through seven different stages of animation and three different sound people to, to get the end product to like get the highest quality that they possibly can that like yeah by the time it comes down to like the very end it's like yeah okay it's gone through person one to three now five to six off you go <laughs> you know what i'm I, I think i think at in the current climate um animated stuff is probably the safest and easiest stuff that they can do mm-hmm. um and yeah disney plus needs content so mm. if that means them having to do more animated spin-offs for argument's sake just do it yeah because absolutely we need content and i can't an wait for the mandalorian <gasps> an animated hamilton wow jesus <laughs> but all of the characters are mice <laughs> interesting like mickey mouse mice or like three blind mice mice oh no no i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking like something Let's like capital critters <laughs> yeah like what <laughs> all i could think about just then was there was a cartoon when i was a kid so obviously again you'll have no frame of reference to it um being so young but uh capital critters where they were kind of like almost humanoid mice but they still look like mice so something like that um oh, really? so like you know cats? what you know yeah you know what i said mice i was too hasty does it matter what animals not really <laughs> just animated just just animated with animals that's fine Oh my god, these things are terrifying. Oh, do I want to see? They're kind oh, of that's like... That's scary. They look a bit like Muppets. Tell that back. <laughs> I mean, look, people have already suggested Hamilton with the Muppets. That would be great. As being like that. an attraction. You know, I you mean, know, get Hall of Presidents, put that in. Beautiful. The Muppets, the Muppets are great at telling American history, so why not just chuck in some more Hamilton? Like? Oh my god. Can you imagine exactly. how happy that would make? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Well, oh, I'm yeah. Sure you'd be totally down for it. Only if Will does all the songs. There you go. Although I, I thought of something after me and Kate recorded last week, and I feel like I just need to put it out into the world as well. So if they ever do a live-action remake of Princess and the Frog, which I'm not the biggest fan of the live-action remakes, but I wouldn't be beyond this, but can we just have David Diggs as Dr. Facilier? Because I can think of nobody better. He just fits the bill to an absolute T. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh my God, yes. He would be fantastic. And I know if they ever do it and they don't um, cast him, I won't watch it. I refuse. I full on refuse. It would be so perfect. I'm just putting that out into the Disney ether. We want to be digs as Dr. that's, That's quite a statement to say that you refuse to watch it if that doesn't happen. I mean, it doesn't take much for me to refuse to watch a Disney movie. <laughs> you say that <laughs> you watch Home on the Range three times. That's because it's a good movie. <laughs> movie. And it's, it's really not. It's really, really not. So I think Ro- that's everything Roseanne Bars are talking cow. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's everything for the news. Uh, yeah, well done. Congratulations to all for getting through. <laughs> well done. Big round of applause. So, Nick, we wanted to grill you with a few questions whilst we have you on, because, I mean, sure, why not? So, tell us about your history with Disney. How did you get into it? Well, 
the year was 1983 and I was born. <laughs> Hang on, how far do we want to go back? Um, <laughs> no, I've, um, yeah, I mean, like, like everybody, you know, we've, we've all got early memories of Disney. Um, I think my earliest were probably, well, my first summer trip was to see Snow White during a, re- during a re-release. All right, I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> And I must okay. have been about, I must have been about three or four. And I still have very vague memories of it, which is really weird. That must have been terrifying. Uh, it was, yeah. I remember, I remember not liking it very much at all. Um, and then, um, and, and see, seeing some Disney films on TV, like around Christmas, you'd see things. I remember seeing Tron and a few other things. But I think really my my real love for it was when Euro Disney opened, and I and I went there for the first time. I knew there were American parks. Um, I remember seeing adverts for Universal and Disney World on, on TV and I knew that there was one opening up in, in France, but I didn't think I was going to go. And, you know, I was lucky to go there. I mean, look, I went there so early. I heard Vincent Price in Phantom Manor. Oh, Manor. amazing. And, and I think I had my eyes closed the entire time going around it because I didn't want to go fair. on it. Same. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I was there in the July. So what was that two three months after it first opened Hmm. and i didn't i kind of you know during my teenage years kind of fell out of interest with disney in general you know i was into other things but then i went again in my early 20s and just kind of fell back in love with it and it's it's kind of stayed there ever since and then i got into podcasting for some you know bizarre reason and eight years later here i am on on your show uh why does anyone get into podcasting if not to listen to your own voice it's because you're an <laughs> artist yes yes and uh again i've got far too many podcasts and that right there proves the type of people to do that <laughs> do, do, do you want to give the people a, a rundown of your many podcasts huh um so i used to you can remember them all yeah this is a a pop quiz i hope you've written down so i started with uh disaster dark which we recently rebranded to disney parts and beyond and disaster darks kind of angle was it was a disney podcast that was kind of for grown-up kids and adults so it would be a bit sweary um and everyone was that's (laughs) the thing like when we did it every Disney podcast that I heard was very saccharine and isn't Disney just the best and everything they do is wonderful. You know, a kid got eaten by an alligator at the Grand Floridian, but hey, at least it was on Disney property. Do you know, you know, everything <laughs> seems to have an excuse for it. It's like, no, like yeah. call them out. If, if something's not good, don't just, oh God. So yeah, so we was a, I wouldn't say we were negative. I think we were realistic and I think we mm-hmm. were critical, but in a constructive way. Um, and some people still misconstrue that as you hate them. No one is going to waste the amount of time and you girls know how long it takes to do a podcast. No one's going to waste the time doing it if they don't have a love or enjoyment for it. That's madness. Yeah. Um, that led into Universal After Darts. That's a Universal podcast. Um, and that's now called That Universal Podcast. We've just rebranded that. Um, then I do all number ones that are outside of that, but, um, excitingly for me, at least if no one else is, uh, the launch of my new podcast, uh, which will be starting at the beginning of August, I think is the, the new start date, um, which is called Diz is your life. 
because you get it it's it's like a pun because it's like this is your life but instead of this i've used this it really took me a long time to come up with that title um but i get to interview um celebrities about the ways that disney has had an impact on their life so um you know we go through their first memories uh we go through you know what their favorite film is what their favorite song from a film is um and you know like what their favorite memories are um you know if they've been to the theme parks and what's been so good i've recorded about five episodes so far and every guest has been different and what's been nice is when they've kind of you know put a bit of their real life in there so you know they'll talk about a family experience or maybe you know their first uh, memory of their child watching a disney film and it's it's lovely because um you know i find i find people's stories interesting and um yeah it, it's been something completely different for me it's taken me out of my comfort zone but i've really enjoyed it so um that podcast is launching at the beginning of august so if nothing else uh listen to at least that podcast and mickey waffles and just scrap every other disney podcast you know they're the only podcast that you'll need going forward i like that you forgot your other disney podcast <laughs> oh yeah you, what do you mean what do you mean the patreon one the dlp one. The DLP oh one. my god well, <laughs> probably won't listen to this for a few months because i was very behind on podcasts <laughs> Look, you did say I was going to forget one, right? No, I know. In my defence, I do. That's a one a month podcast, so you know that's fine. But yes, we do discover DLP, um, where we we've started to try and go back a bit more through the history, which was originally why we started it as well. We started it originally to talk about the history and what it was like when it first opened, and then did that thing that I think a lot of podcasts do, which is get stuck into the news and then lose track of what you were supposed to do in the first place. Hey, um, story of our lives. <laughs> Don't we know it? Yeah, it was, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. Um, but yeah, so there, there is that one as well. Jesus, P-Dubs is going to kill me. Well, I, ha- I have to say, I've listened to, so you've put up a couple of the episodes of This Is Your Life onto the Patreon feed, so I've heard a few of them and I, I think they're great. I think they're really interesting because, I mean when you listen to a Disney podcast, you're listening to that, I suppose, kind of level of Disney fanatic talking about Disney. So there's, I suppose, a certain kind of cadence that a lot of major Disney fans would have. So it's kind of nice hearing people that wouldn't necessarily, I suppose, classify themselves as like a mad Disney fan or anything. I would necessarily kind of like fall into that genre, kind of talking about the their kind of history and stuff with it. So I really enjoy it. Well, thank you. And, I'm, and I mean, I think the, the favourite ones I've done so far have been the people that, when I've approached them, have said, well, I wouldn't really say I'm a big Disney fan. And then when you actually sit down and record with them, they come up with this really elaborate story, which is lovely. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was talk- like, so, so one of my guests um, that's coming up, uh, we were talking, uh, she, she said that her, her first memory was uh, watching The Muppet Show, uh, you know, as a family when she was growing up. And, you know, and that was a nice story in itself. And then she's like, oh, and yeah, while I was recording my breakfast show one day, uh, Kermit came in for an interview. And you're oh, like, good. what? And then she tells you this story about, you know, Kermit the Frog being brought into the studio and then them interviewing and how magical it all was. And you're like, this is, this is what I've come here to hear. Yeah. Stories like that. So 
what's been great um, is, you know, I've never known going in how it's going to go. It's the first time I've met these people. We've had a little bit of communication before we've recorded, but I don't know their answers. I don't know where the conversation is going to go. And each episode, I've been surprised by a revelation or a story that they've told me, which is just like just left me beaming. So I'm hoping that it will be the same uh, for people when they listen as well. Oh, fab. And then I suppose the last thing we kind of wanted to ask. So we've mentioned it before. We're now part of the After Dark Podcast Network, but we're aware that there's 10,000 other podcasts on the network. So how did the network like come about? How have you pulled together this weird bunch of ragtag group of misfits yeah that's what i was actually trying to say well done Kate. <laughs> yeah yeah um so i think i think it's because we started doing more i said we we originally started with the one podcast then we added the universe one then me and craig wanted to do a bit of a pop culture one so we just thought we'd do that randomly then i said about well because what i was finding was whenever we did a disneyland paris episode our ratings would go down if we had dlp oh. mentioned in the title or the show notes that episode DLP. wouldn't be downloaded as much because we have um even though we're a british podcast we have a large uh american fan base and they just weren't listening to disneyland paris stuff so we'll, we'll spin off that and we'll do a, a separate show for that um and then a few other ideas popped about and then just people were, were doing little podcasts and we thought well what you know what you could do is a bit like we're doing now right you know we could ask people to guess on someone else's podcast and let them talk about things but that only gets you so far so we thought well if we just kind of like are we it's a network but in the loose in in the kind of word the explanation of the word we all kind of help each other out and if people might want to have a guest on you know people will ask each other in the network and they'll you know might be able to get someone on um we will advertise each other's podcasts and show notes and things like that and you know what we what we tend to find is that by doing that you might be listening to a mickey waffles and then here it's part of the network go okay well what else is on that and then find a wrestling podcast uh, that you might be interested in or you know there's a college football podcast there's a british football podcast um you know there, there, there's it's quite an eclectic uh, bunch of things but you're guaranteed there'll probably be something that you'll actually enjoy other than the reason you was there in the first place so you know it's just to give a little helping hand to people really and all help each other out it's it's nice everyone's quite friendly and um you know everyone's happy to offer advice and help with things and yeah it's just a nice it, sometimes i've really found in the theme park community especially disney one it can get toxic at times um there seems to be a lot of bitterness and rivalries and i think what we've People managed get to do really mean oh my god <laughs> so like so mean, mean. yeah <laughs> uh, and, look, and the thing is like and it's and it's easy to get swept up in it like we used to be really bad like if um if people said something nasty rather than kind of like just trying to let it wash off your back, you might quip something back and you're just spreading that negativity and it's not good for you. Right. It's not good for anybody. So, um, you know, we've tried to kind of get past it now and just be more positive. And I think by doing that, it just, it leads to a better vibe and yeah, it, it's not, it can be a great community at times and it can be a bloody awful one other times. And the more people that are, 
are, are positive there, the better it helps everybody out. And that's why we were so excited when you wanted to um, to join up with us, really, because you know you you fit into that kind of slightly snarky, but but you know but oh, still caring and lovely. <laughs> Snarky. Snarky. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you you are realistic. You will call things out when they're not doing a good job, and you'll also praise them when they're doing a good thing. Um, and that's refreshing. I still find it refreshing, um, even now, because a lot of podcasts still don't have that attitude. Um, you know, you really kind of fit in with the brand, and um, yeah, it, it was an, it was a good fit, and you know, it's been nice to work with you. And you know, continue and yeah, it's lovely. So thank you very much for, for coming on board as well. Nick, please. <laughs> <laughs> and also as well, I didn't know we was gonna get making my movies as well. There you go. Okay. Oh, there you yeah. go. There's that many episodes of this, boys. I missed the memo on that. Craig was just like, Oh yeah, Mickey Waffles is coming aboard. I was like, Oh wonderful. And I listened to make my movies and I was like Hang on, that sounds like an After Dark Network sting at the end. <laughs> have, they, have they realised this? Have, they, have we got a have we got a too far? And they haven't realised. Um, so I, I obviously didn't mention anything, but I will now because it's public. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think there was that else I was getting from you, Kate. No, I think we hit all the spots. I highly enjoy it. I I do love the network. I have to say now. It is like then it is so random but so great. <laughs> I think I think my favorite most bizarre thing that is currently on the network is a crisp versus crisp series that is oh, happening. Crisp Wars. Which has led to me volunteering to send over some of the creme de la creme of Irish crisps specifically for it because if if there's one thing this nation knows it's potatoes. We have a whole theme park after our crisp brand. So Tato Park, right? Something. Yep, you know it. Well, I've heard of it. I've, I, I don't know it enough. You oh, know, is you that, should. Is, what are the what are the attractions like? Are, do they got, mainly involve sacks or? It's got the tallest wooden or the longest wooden roller coaster in Europe. Called Kukulin. Yep, and that, that's pretty cool. And they recently opened a water ride, and there's a zoo factory tour. Yeah, and there's nice. a 4D experience where you watch. Um, Potatoes uh, being cut? No, it's really random Roadrunner cartoons, but oh, yeah. in 4D. Yeah. yeah. And there's a high Better wire gift. and there's a zip wire. It is really a time, it's a fun time for all, I have to say now. But the wooden coaster is actually a pretty good coaster. <laughs> now, I've, I've actually had Tato's. Um, well, I've, had, I've definitely had cheese and onion Tato's anyway. And you know that thing when you think, oh, it's only a bag of crisps, how different is it going to be? That, they are pretty special. They, they They are pretty special, yeah. Like, we're left with walkers and crap like that. Oh, I, I mean, they don't, don't touch the size. horrific. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not good. Overrated no. crisp. But that's why crisp was is so good, right? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> going back to that, and what, what I think is, I was... <laughs> this is weird. So one of the, one of the co-hosts on that show... Is, is Colin, who, again, has a couple of other shows on the network as well. He's done that podcast with Craig, who um, is one of my friends as well. Um, and they've gone and done this thing without me. And I was talking to Colin's mum last night about, about this podcast. She doesn't listen to it, but we were talking about it. And 
trying to explain what it is is a bit odd. I will say that. But I mean crisps. Who does love crisps? Yeah. Weird. No, it was just it was the last one because the last one was two flavours that we just don't get over here. And in fairness, Craig was very nice and did offer to send me them, but I was like, the last thing I need are crisps to be arriving at my doorstep. And, and what, what were they? Oh, what was it? it was some pickled onion thing and then a Thai chicken uh, flavour or something? Right. Thai yeah, Thai sweet chili, I think it was. And uh yeah, pickled onion pickled on pickled onion monster munch is I think the, they're the equivalent of Banshee. Your banshee no, banshee bones were salt and vinegar, but like burn a hole in your tongue, salt and yeah, vinegar. Yeah, but I think were... I think they were a similar type of snack in okay. terms of the style of snack, like the corn snack bit, not yes. the flavouring. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, we um, do we have a pickled onion one called Meanies, which I do plan to send over. And Meanies are Meanies, Meanies are good. Are you sending over waffles? Yes. So I've had a full discussion. Me and Breath were like trying to figure it out. So we're going to send over some regular tato for any any of the Irish people. This will just make you hungry. So we'll send over regular cheese and onion tato mm-hmm. waffles because waffles yeah. are the type of crisps that you eat them and then you burp the next day and you're Aww. like, oh yeah, do you remember I had waffles? Jesus, that's such an accurate description. <laughs> um, there's a salt and vinegar one called chip sticks, which are like Ooh. super salt and vinegary. Well, they're very they, very vinegary. They really bring um, gums. Yeah. Meanies, rancheros. Do you get rancheros in the UK? Okay, rancheros are good. And I can't remember what the other one we said we were going to send was. I like this because it's basically we've 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 kind of created this um, international crisp exchange. (laughs) And I mean, you know, sometimes I think people think, why do people do podcasts, and why would you waste your time doing podcasts? Well, I'll tell you why. Because without this podcast. We wouldn't have an international crisp exchange. There you go. And this is making the world a better place. This is what Michael Jackson was really talking about when he did <laughs> feed the world. Christ. No, not not Jesus. He wasn't talking about Jesus. No, With that song "Feed the World." Um, oh. Was it "Feed the World" or "Heal the World"? Well, whatever, whatever the crap he was singing, because who knows? I probably wasn't born yet, so probably not. You definitely probably not. Uh, but he was definitely talking about the power of uh, crisp-based snacks. I mean, well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on this Disneyland Paris podcast. Uh, you what? You oh. won't. If Sinead's got, got any brains, she'll have cut this bit out. Oh no! I Don't really leave it in. Potato-based snacks. So, I've re- remembered what the last one was, which was of Breffney's request was buffalo hunky dories. Ooh, are hunky dories made by Tato? Yeah, hunky dories are Irish. Jesus. Or if you get them in Little or Aldi, they're called Okie Dokies. I can't remember. Oh, I, which one it is. I love Okie Dokies. They're good. Okie Dokies are gas. <laughs> I mean, all I can say is um, this You're is. Into... Oh, I forgot another one. Chickadees. chickadees. <gasps> I love chickadees. Chickadees are good. This, Wheelies. This is, uh, for a Disney fan, <laughs> this is the single greatest episode of a Disney podcast they will ever hear. This will go down. This is the kind of content you would send into the Sony Awards um, for broadcasting standards um, to be nominated for, you know, content um, because it's just so on the money. Right. So on I brand. Mean- most of the people that listen to the podcast are Irish and as I said we're very passionate about our potato based products so everyone else will just be like oh yeah or they'll start giving out to me because I've forgotten other crisps so <gasps> well yeah if you, I mean that's, well, that's it that's it you know mate as I said what I can see for season two of crisp balls because it's clearly going to come back 
um, is is international showdown. You know, you will have yourself representing Ireland with an amazing bundle of crisps, and then we'll probably get someone from America uh, trying to send over some really crappy lays. Well, see, the problem is when you go international, then you really go international and you've got like Takis and you've got all like the really good spicy crisps. And then you've got all of the ones that come from Asia. Like you're really opening the books there. Oh now, my I have God. To say. Could you imagine if we got Craig to have a bag of like Carolina Reaper crisps? Because <laughs> well, do you know what he actually needs he's to too do? Old. He doesn't, he won't he know what that to, is. He needs to go around Epcot and buy a bag of crisps in every pavilion. Hey, it's like the bathroom door thing again, but with crisps. <laughs> uh, that's a deep cut that people won't get. No, but oh. you guys laughed enough to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, if you do want to follow any of our social media content, uh, Craig, when he does go back to uh, to Disney World, will take pictures from the inside of bathroom stalls, and you have to guess where he is. Yeah, it's, it's a riveting time. But all of the links for the various 10 million podcasts that Nick is part of will be in the show notes as well as all the various social media for himself and the network. So please do go check that out. And thanks very much for coming on, Nick. Yeah, thanks. Chatting for two hours. Been a ball. Longest podcast in history. It's definitely been a ball for me. Um I mean I don't know how long an episode of Mickey Waffles normally takes to record, but this is probably Okay, okay, so I, pro- I, I, may, I may have broken records, I may not have done, but um, no, as I said at the beginning, you know, I, I love the work that you girls do, um, you know, you're, you're a breath of, of fresh air, I think, when it comes to uh, how you view Disney, and um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy listening to it, I'm a big fan, and uh, long may it continue, so thank you very much for having me on. Problem, Nick. You can come on any time <laughs> if you're going to keep shouting those words about. <laughs> Standard well, open I... invitation. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we do that as well. And the thing is, I do mean it when I say it to people. Oh, yeah, you know, if you want to come back on, you know, we're, we're happy to have you on. I always say that, and it's very rare that we do, but not because we don't want to. We just we just don't follow it up. Um, but with that said. Uh, this is your life august download it um no thank you very much i've, I've really enjoyed coming on thank you no worries thanks oh. for, thanks for coming on nick and in saying that i suppose we better go <laughs> if you guys want to message us on instagram it's at mickey waffles pod and if you want to hit us up on twitter it's at mickey waffle pod exact same thing with the ds but you know if you do want to contact us go for the insta twitter just so it sits there <laughs> absolutely and thanks very much for listening if you're listening on iPhone, give us a review on iTunes or rob your mom's phone and give us a review on her phone. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.